0: Hello, I'm Russell Shaw, a Senior Market Specialist at FXM. Welcome to FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Since 1999, FXM has provided global traders access to the world's largest and most liquid markets. Keep listening to get our quality market commentary and analysis. hello everyone and thank you very much for joining us this is fxm market talk your trading and finance podcast today is the 17th of october my name is russell i'm a senior market specialist at fxm join me joining me in a moment will be my colleague and fellow senior market specialist nick saburis just before i um, bring nick in want to remind everyone that this is a general market commentary only please don't take it as investment advice and in this regard i would encourage you to listen all the way to the end we've got our regional disclaimers up next it's been a very um a very interesting um week and i'm very very keen to get nick's um, perspective and with that uh, let's bring nick in hello nick are you there yeah
1: yeah. Hey, Russell. So, hello to our listeners. Yeah. Uh, the week had this week had started off strong, and the pre, the previous one was uh, quite heavy, let's say it, and um, uh, interesting.
0: Yeah. Nick, you and I usually, um, what, what I found is we usually start on the periphery and we come back and um, spend a lot of time on the US. Yeah. I suspect today might be a little different.
1: Yeah. So, I think once again, main theme was. Uh, uh, UK uh, and it was a chaotic past week for for uh, uh, from from the from the UK and the government's actions and the BOE's actions. Uh, but I think let's start with uh, some of the other things to get them um, yeah of the way.
0: Let, let's start off. Into- I think let's start off with the the Fed minutes. That's kind of was in the middle of the week. Let, let's start yeah. there. Um, so we we had the Fed minutes and of course now they dated um but what were your initial thoughts when they were released
1: yeah quite frankly it, it didn't uh, create much uh, you know anything much for me it was uh, pretty much what we expected uh and as you said they're quite outdated because we've seen uh, a slew of fed speakers since then and i think we know very well where we stand uh but now let me tie the minutes along with the rest of the commentary we've seen last week and i think but uh, Fed stays the course uh, but I think we also saw uh, some first hints of concern around how fast should we go or, and how far should we go and what's the impact in other markets maybe but this is only important if it you know uh, relates to the US economy and to the Fed policy that, that's sort of in terms of commentary for me
0: so, I think th- there was uh, that concern, as you said, uh, that perhaps they're raising too fast. However, I think Thursday may have changed that. Uh, I'm speaking specifically. Yeah. Blowout inflation, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, w- once again. So, especially so the core one, mainly the core uh, reading, uh, which uh, it was the CPI, of course. And yeah, it was a big number, 6.6%. Uh, highest new high since 1982. Now the headline eased marginally to 8.2% from 83% from 8.3 from 8. 3 prior, but was higher than forecast than forecast, and it's still very high. So definitely, even though there are some concerns, and there are still some concerns, even this, I think, to to some at least, but they're very, you know, on the background. They cannot, you know, pivot with these figures for
0: me. Yes, and that's—I think—that's the, the the point. So, the pricing or the the probabilities of rates—how's that changed since since last week, Nick? So you yeah, said so there's, no, there's no pivot, right?
1: Yeah. So essentially, after all, all of that, uh, the markets became more aggressive. Uh, they expect almost, it's almost fully priced in for a seventy five uh, basis points hike next month. Mm-hmm. And they now see, uh, as we at least view at uh, at CME's uh, FedWatch tool, they also expect another 75 now uh, in December, not a 50 that they did previously. And the margin and the terminal rate has also gone up now seen at 5%. Uh, so definitely bolstered those expectations.
0: You know what's uh, quite astounding, just around this Nick. Every, you know, every um, week we're talking about. Well, the terminal rates up. The terminal rates up. But, but just the kind of evolution to how we got here. I mean, it all started with. Well, it's transitory. Yeah. Uh, it's not so bad, uh, and now it's really uh, turning into a huge battle, isn't it? Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. I think, uh, and that
1: showed in the minutes that they, they are starting to look for a slowdown, which Probably will happen since they have already raised so much, but it doesn't now look like it's going to happen this year. Uh, I think they're singularly focused on restoring price price stability. Uh, I don't know how fast inflation will come down when it starts essentially coming down, and how this will change their actions. But I think they may start, uh, you know, thinking about other factors. Uh, other than that at some point. And I'm talking like what happens to other economies and they were asked last week, uh, some Fed speakers, uh, and that's what I said earlier, some of them that talked about that they're only concerned if this creates problems for the US, not if this is to other countries. But there are also other things what happens to maybe companies, US companies that maybe don't want to bring their uh, uh, money, I don't know, to, to... that that you know have profits to, to other countries that's bad for them like if you if you have profits on another currency that's bad for you yeah, yeah the, this... once, once they're
0: a patriot uh, that's going to be i um, will yeah, take, take the knock
1: yeah yeah exactly so there are broader considerations there uh, that may start to creep in but as things stand now uh, I think we're far away from
0: anything else you know what I've been watching, Nick, is the uh, the median series, which is actually yeah. com- that comes out of the um the Cleveland Fed. I think it's a very uh clear sign of just how sticky the inflation is. Because whilst we have seen the um, the core CPR, it has dipped, but now it's moving back up. The the median hasn't hasn't moderated one hour ota. It's carrying yep. on in that northeasterly direction. And that's going to be a huge concern for the Fed.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's a very good uh, point there, um, and it's gonna take time. It looks like, but we're gonna have to to see how you know things progresses. But again, we, we are where we are. Uh, of course, uh, another. Can I move a uh, shift away a little bit from the Fed and go into uh, the Japanese central bank?
0: Yeah, well, it's actually. I think it's it's probably related, isn't it? Because we've got this. Yes. Very hawkish US side. What's happening on the uh, the Japanese side? Completely on the
1: other uh, uh, end of the spectrum. Uh, continues to be on the other side of the spectrum. So as the as expectations for the Fed get bolstered and the Fed remains hawkish, that harms USDJ, That harms the Japanese yen, thus um, strengthening uh, USDJPY, which last Friday blew past the 1998 peak and now trades at 32-year highs, which is huge. And uh, so, in September, around mid of September, we had seen an intervention
0: from uh, the Japanese authorities, right? Yeah, so this is a surprise because they intervened around about the 145 level, is that right?
1: Yeah, 4580, I think somewhere like that. We're, we're way past that now and they haven't intervened yet, although they still we have seen some commentary about an intervention, but Up until we started this uh, podcast, we hadn't seen any such uh, such announcement.
0: I just want to I just want to sort of um, stay a bit on this point, Nick, because I think it's uh, very important for our listeners. So we haven't seen the any intervention, but I mean the the likelihood of intervention there, the probabilities must be high. One would think. Yeah, but I
1: think they have reluctantly done so in the past. I don't think that they still still you know clear to them that we need a stronger yen. Uh, they're a bit on the fence, or I think, or maybe they don't even want a very strong Fed, strong yen, sorry. And of course, the BOJ's actions by controlling, capping the yield curve, intervening to cap the yield curve is exactly the opposite thing
0: because yeah. it
1: works against the the Japanese yen. So it's it's, it's uh, very
0: tricky though. If 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 yeah. someone, if one of our listeners is trading US dollar Japanese yen, um, they must they must just understand there is a heart and risk around that. Surely, definitely, yeah. And yeah. With, 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 with that, <laughs> yeah, that's, it. that's kind of the main course, Dick.
1: Yeah, okay. So, uh, you know, I, I've said that how excited I get about British politics, and last week <laughs> didn't disappoint. It's, 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 it's been a series of weeks, actually. Uh, essentially, a month now with a new government, so. Uh, let's remind our listeners. We've talked about it again uh, the, the British government a few weeks back unveiled a, a growth plan, uh, which had uh, many spending cuts, uh, and it was highly criticized as you know trickle down trickle down economics, tax tax cuts for the rich, all that stuff. Even the IMF criticized the the plan, um, and this rattled markets. We've talked about what happened to bond markets and to the British pound, and they started, you know, doing some U-turns. So last week, uh, let's let's start. And of course, it also prompted the Bank of, of England to, to intervene, right? To yeah, save exactly. the pension so, funds. Yeah.
0: Uh, I've got some thoughts. I'll, I'll mention them afterwards, yeah, yeah. but but uh, I just want to get your take here. No,
1: yeah, so in order to, to give a timeline, essentially, we had some U-turns a little earlier on. So last week, what happened is that uh, uh, the then finance minister, the chancellor, uh, said that he will bring the full medium term fiscal plan forward by a month to the end of October. And it will, be a, it will come along with the OBR assessment uh, on how it will impact debt and all that stuff, which the original plan did not have such assessments, and that was part of the problem. Uh, now we also had uh, what you said, some BOE, uh, some Bailey talks there, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I Do think to go is where, into that. Yeah, well, for me, this is where it gets really interesting because um, the BOE uh, was really going. Um, um, you know, they'll they'll, they'll going. They'll, they were almost. Um, all in, should I say, in, in terms of bringing calm back to that gilt market, because let's face it, there was a run on on British gilts, right? I mean, um, yeah,
1: they, they essentially they, they essentially said it that pension funds have collapsed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So there was, it was it was it was um, touch and go for a second. And what was interesting for me, Nick, is um, Governor Bailey's. Comments. I think it was on Tuesday evening. Um, yeah. He was. He was really. He was hard. I mean, he came out and he said, because the GO- the BOE intervention was due to um, um, end on Friday, and then there was talk as uh, well. Would would the BOE carry on after that? And, and he was. He was quite steadfast. He said, "We we're, we're out of here in three days. You've got three days to to clean up your house," and yeah. um, that just completely um, what I what, what I thought when I first sort of heard it was well you've just undid you've just undone all the the calm that you've you've tried to you've tried to um, sort of um, bring back into the market but what I was thinking Nick and this is obviously uh, I think this is debate a debatable point I actually think he forced trust his hand and I think I think he said look you know, this is not a this is not a, a BoE problem. Sh- sure, we we can calm the market, but it's really the the catalyst here is is from you guys. It's from you've gone an expansionary and you 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 you've, um, you've um, spooked the market with um, increased deficit funding, and I think he threw the uh, threw it back into sort of their part of the court. And to me, I think that was almost a, a almost sort of hidden politics taking place during the week. Yeah.
1: I'll tell you what I think. I think that Bailey had enough. Governor Bailey just had enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm done with it. <laughs> but it uh, he, he definitely was a bit of a game of chicken with pension funds and the government.
0: No doubt. Uh, no uh, doubt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but again, in typical uh, BOE fashion, there was some mixed messaging because earlier on there were, were reports that it had signaled to bankers that they would continue. So I don't know if there was, again, a snafu there disaster reports or whatever, but uh, in but Bailey yeah did uh, go steadfast um, with his plans. So what happens next is uh, uh, the Chancellor Quarteng uh, gets someone back from all the way from the United States back to the UK. Yeah. Uh, he gets fired. He's replaced <laughs> by Hunt. Yes. Liz gives a, the Prime Minister gives a press conference. So did you watch uh, that
0: conference, Nick? Yeah, definitely. Watch- yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was it was a very strange. I'm, I'm going to just make yep. it um, as sort of um, <laughs> it was a, it was a very strange press conference, wasn't it?
1: It was, yeah, it was definitely. Oh. So uh, and uh, she also made another u turn there.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, you know. So there was a turn on the um, uh, the abolition of the top income tax.
0: Yes, that's
1: uh, what that was. We spoke about that last week. Yeah, yeah. Then we had u turn two, uh, where they can they did the cancellation of the corporate tax cut increase that the previous plan, the the previous government had announced. So they will increase the corporate tax cut after all. Uh, And fast forward uh, to this Monday, uh, Mr. Han gives a press conference. Yes, statement. Actually, it wasn't a press conference. And he essentially reversed pretty much all of the tax measures of the initial growth plan, that so, which was U-turn number three, essentially. So, so
0: basically, Nick, if I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, it's like what was an expansionary policy is actually a contractionary policy.
1: It looks like it. <laughs> uh, he did keep some things, yeah. uh, like uh, you know the, this energy price guarantee. Yes. But even that, he said that we will keep it until April as... Uh, had been said already, but he's running a review of that, and it won't continue this way after April. They will con- try to find something
0: else. Uh, so now, yeah, just 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 to um, ask you, how's the um, how's cable doing and gilts? Have they have yeah, they responded?
1: So I think it's not much of a response, but they're doing better. So uh, the bond market is doing better after that, after and after the initial, you know. Uh, wobbling, uh, and USD is also doing better. So I think all these U-turns and the appointment of Fisher Hart, who is seen as sort of steady hands, yeah, I think at least in the near term uh, will help bring some stability in the markets. Uh, but uh, I think the there is still some economic uncertainty, obviously. And I think uh, and we get the full plan. And
0: Sorry. political. Uh, economic and political, I, I would suggest. Yeah,
1: I, I just, that was I was going to say. I just stood first on the economic part, but yes. also political. Now, political, why? Of course, Mr. Hahn is not a trust believer. He doesn't believe in those uh, kind of economics. Uh, so, and he also now reversed it, a uh, large part of it. And uh, the Chancellor is a powerful figure. Absolutely, yeah. So I think this uh, maybe, uh, you know, uh, the PM saved herself by sacking by firing the previous uh, chancellor. But now I think she may have an even bigger problem. Even if markets get calmer, uh, there is a chance that uh, so her policies were reversed. That oh,
0: was a problem. Flip fucking all around.
1: So yeah, and yeah. there is a chance that uh, the chancellor will try and push his own agenda moving forward. And it's also a good plan to to get, become the head of the party, you know, <laughs> if you're the <laughs> chancellor. It's a good pivot point. So politically, I think she's even weaker and there are definitely calls for uh, elections from within her own party. But I think politically, she's weaker. Of course, whether she will survive or not, uh, we're going to have to see that. But uh, I think she's even uh, more weak than it was over the previous days.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, obviously, um, one to watch. Um, there was yeah. a, I did see um, one of the tabloids in the UK put out a, a little cabbage and said, Will this trust? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Anyways, uh, besides that, Nick, there's also some uh, news out of the UK this week, isn't there? Sorry. Uh, News out of the UK, the the inflation news out this week, is that right?
1: Yeah, so we also expect inflation from the UK. So good thing for the UK is that inflation did ease in the previous uh, reading. It was 9.9, down from 10.2%. And the Bank of England uh, around a month ago lowered the peak inflation to a little under 11%. Uh, so that's the good news. So now we're going to have to see what the new number uh, comes in. It's on
0: Wednesday. So uh, um, obviously a, a news... Uh, it's. A, a, I don't think we've seen the end of this and I'm sure we'll talk about yeah. it again uh, next next webinar. But um inflation's not only out of the UK. There's there's other regions, aren't there?
1: Yeah. Well, so we get the, the Eurozone figures and the uh, Canada figures on the same day. And then on Friday, we'll get the um uh japanese uh figures
0: that's going to be interesting just in terms of our discussion earlier um with um you know the i guess doing doing the opposite of what the the fed's doing i'd be very interested to see the inflation numbers out of japan they are oh, i think look there's no doubt there's inflation there but it's not as high as uh the other regions so i'll just be interested i'll be yeah, watching that
1: you know? but in terms of uh japanese uh measures uh it is uh, a very high way past uh, uh, the um, central bank's target. Yeah. But it doesn't really care so far.
0: Um, Nick, yeah. I know you were watching the, the banks. Um, I mean, they, they were okay. They're, I think we, j- we yeah. can see that sort of deal-making opportunity, uh, deal, deal-making's dropped off, uh, which I think is to be expected. But by and large, they're doing um, okay given the interest rate environment. Uh, what earnings are you looking at this week?
1: Yeah, so I, I'll say that for me, banks were a bit below the radar this time around. Yeah. Um, I focused on uh, Delta Airlines last week, which also, uh, because it's on the airlines industry, and did it did very well, and the airlines industry recovers. It's definitely a sector that I'm watching. Uh, but this week, I think we got even uh, bigger uh, uh, news because we expect Netflix on Tuesday. Okay. So Netflix has been, uh, you know, <laughs> crashing and burning
0: this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah they've uh, been hammered, yeah.
1: Yeah. But it has announced some exciting new things such as the um, exciting, not necessarily for users, but at least, uh, you know, company-wise uh, with the ad-supported uh, subscription tier, Yeah, which will kick off in November. Uh, and we also have Tesla, uh, the leader of the uh, electric vehicle market, mm-hmm. which uh, kicked off strong uh, the because it has already announced its deliveries for uh, Q3 and they were record, uh, new record levels. So that's a good sign, but there are definitely uh, things to watch out there. And I think what... what Anyone who looks at Tesla is also needs also to be mindful of uh, Mr. Musk's uh, activities in general and
0: also the, the whole Twitter uh, saga. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that uh, the whole question is um, I guess, will he, will he um, have to split his time between the two? And if, if he does, how does that affect Tesla? If you're a Tesla shareholder, how do you feel about that?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Um, anything else on your list there, Nick? I think these are uh,
1: the major things, uh, things for me. Obviously, a hot week kicked off with a bang, I think. And yeah. probably going to stay interesting.
0: Absolutely. All right. I think what we'll do is conclude at this point, Nick. I want to uh, thank you for your insight as always. And yes. um, thank you. just to remind our listeners, please listen um, to the end. We're going to have our regional disclaimers up next. FXCM Limited www.fxcm.com forward slash UK. CFDs are complex instruments and come with a high risk of losing money rapidly due to leverage. 69% of retail investor accounts lose money when trading CFDs with this provider. You should consider whether you understand how CFDs work and whether you can afford to take the high risk of losing your money. FXCM Australia. You can sustain a total loss of deposits. Please refer to our PDS at www.fxcm.com forward slash au. FXM markets. Losses can exceed deposits. Any opinions, news, research, analyses or other information contained on this podcast are provided on an as-is basis as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice.